Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 15 of the Godzilla Roundtable for our final individual movie episode about the Showa era. This time we'll be covering, like I said, the finale of the Showa era, Terramech Godzilla from 1975. And as always, I am your host, Mulder, otherwise known as Faye, and I am joined by... Ton here, once again. And Crash here. And, as always, I'm, we're going to start off with our... With our I'm a number rankings or ratings, whatever. <laughs> Ton, do you want to start off? Sure thing. Terra Mechagodzilla is a solid 8.5 out of 10. It's really good. I liked it a lot. And Crash? Uh, I'd probably give it a 7.5 out of 10. I, really, I thought it was a lot of fun. And it was very, it was okay. really it was nice. Fuck, that, that's too late. Yeah, we'll get into that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, Mr. Roger Ebert over here giving it only a seven. No, I like it. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just getting your neck. Um, for me, it's a, it's a nine out of ten. It's one of my favorite Showa films and one of my favorite Godzilla films in general. Definitely one of my top ten Godzilla films. Excellent, excellent film in my opinion, which is a good lead-in to discussing it. So this was, of course, directed by Shiro Honda in his final time directing a Godzilla film, and I believe that this is his final solo film, which he directed on his own, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong, because I'm fairly sure after this he only did co-directing with Akira Kurosawa on films such as Ran, which is interesting. Hmm. Um, what did you guys think of Ishiro Honda's final go-around with Godzilla? Um, it's kind of interesting um, how... Uh, Terra Mikey Godzilla definitely feels kind of has like a almost kind of finale feeling to it, but it very much feels like a finale less to, I guess, like the classical Gojira film and very much a finale of what Godzilla had become at this point. Mm -hmm. it, it seems like Honda kind of just took in everyone's ideas and what they've added to the franchise. And just kind of works it into one movie. I definitely agree. Crash, what did you think of this final go around? I was going to say, it definitely feels like another Honda film. It feels like kind of a return to form for the series. Going a lot more mm -hmm. like, I think a lot more serious and more genuine. And having much more complex characters generally. Yeah. And, character, and humans that you care about, which I always like yeah. in the Godzilla movie. <laughs> yeah, it, it, just watching it's like, yeah, this feels much more in line with like. The original Gojira. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, if you're to Shiro Honda's return, you get that return, like you said, Crash, to that complex characterization. And I feel like there's a lot more going on here somatically than we've had since, like, Ghidorah. Mm -hmm. And it's definitely refreshing, I feel like. It has this very melancholy feeling overall to it, I feel like. Which I think is fitting, of course, seeing how this was when it, seeing how this would end up being the final era, um, film of the Showa era per se and I think it's a really fitting send off so what would you guys how do you guys feel about this being the ending of the film um I think it, it fits really well I mean just the ending of the film it feels pretty somber yeah and if this was the last one in the classic era, then I'd say it was a really strong one handoff. More than Destroy All Monsters, in my opinion. It feels mm -hmm. like, you said, much more thematically cohesive. Kind of kind of comes full circle with that. Yeah. And it just... Like, even though, like, the final battle is not, like, 
you know, like a big, super epic mega battle like the Straw Monsters, it just has a unique mm-hmm. feeling of like, this is the end, kind of. Yeah. yeah. So this is a very satisfying ending for the Showa era. Yeah. Yeah. Ton, what do you think of this as the end for the Showa era? Yeah, I'm with Crash. Like, um, it's definitely. I don't know if they plan for it to have that kind of finale feeling like they did for Destroy All Monsters. It's certainly not big and epic, but it's very fitting. Like, mm-hmm. kind of like reminds me a bit of like, well. Not exactly, but it kind of has like that, that Logan feel, you know, mm-hmm. where it kind of sets up a new story, but for the classic character, it really just kind of has a resolved arc. Like, yeah, Godzilla yeah. doesn't die, but he goes into the sea one last time. You, you know, you, you just you kind of feel like you're not going to see him anymore, at least for this era. Yeah. yeah, and that's really the thing. I feel like that ending, in particular for this film, has this very melancholy sad energy which really is contributed by Akira Fukube who came back finally of what it came came a lot of his older scores which I really appreciate I know Crash you like that as well <laughs> getting the old <laughs> I was, I was, say, back. I was like halfway through this I was like hey, where's that theme it's like a classic theme where it goes so that's part of it the fact they brought that back really made me happy I like probably my favorite mm-hmm. theme for Godzilla mm-hmm. and like you get that really somber end piece to it because of the fact that of course on the human side of things you have Katura having killed herself to save the world then you have Godzilla going back to the sea for what we know from a meta sense as the one last time and of course in that other continuing that meta sense knowing that this would be it for the Showa era and everything that entails so it works as a very melancholy bittersweet ending that I think is fitting for the Showa era and honestly, as I think about it, it definitely reminds me of how Gojira ends off, almost in a sense. Yeah, and also, you know, the fact we got Sarazawa's actor back for one point. Yeah, uh, it, it just it just feels, you know, just a lot like Gojira yeah. in a sense. It definitely does. Like even if Godzilla is not where the seriousness is coming from, I feel like the themes that this movie explores are very interesting, and I think that the character work is also really good. I also said one thing I want to bring up as a fun fact is that this is the first Godzilla film to be written by a female screenwriter, which I think is really interesting. I think it adds a lot to the film. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. Especially, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. especially, I feel like in regards to Katsura and how she's written, which I think is a good place to start off. Um, how did you guys feel about the human characters in, in this film? Um, the and the villains they are really well done. Everything with um. <laughs> Mufune? Is that his name? I forgot. Yeah, yeah, Dr. Mufune. Mufune, Katsura. They're great. Uh, the main protags, they're kind of boring, but like they're just there to help move it along and get to the yeah. real stuff for the villain. Mm-hmm. So I, but I still find like you know just them memorable. Yeah. Ton? Yeah, I would agree. I think the strength of the movie is definitely its antagonist. Um, Dr. Mm-hmm. Mufune and Katsura just have these really... Um, Explored and in-depth arcs, and then they're um, the black hole aliens who are back for a second time. Just have this very nice kind of natural flow from uh, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. They're coming back and just kind of has rounds up nicely and just gives mm-hmm. this movie kind of a fleshed-out feeling. 
Yeah, I definitely agree. And I feel like on the black hole alien in particular, I'll focus on first. I think it's really interesting how Honda brings that sense to how he did his aliens back. Like, the fact that we learned this movie that, that their planet is nearly going to be destroyed by the black holes near. Mm. I think that really interesting element that adds on to them. And he kind of brings back that feeling he had to his aliens of that almost imperial Japan energy to them. Mm. Where they refused to give up even even in the face of defeat and how that costs them in the end. It almost makes me wonder if he at some point planned on using the zillions, well, the ex-aliens for this plot, but then decided to make it more of a sequel. That would be interesting. I feel like the Zillions would have fit really well in this. That would have been a fun <laughs> it would have been final nice. go yeah, around for bring them. It back. That would have been cool. But and mm-hmm. um, go on. Actually, I feel like I had a thought, but I didn't go into it. Sorry, what were you saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, Rob. I was just gonna say, but I feel like there's definitely that vibe to them, especially with how the commander at the end says that says that they'll never be defeated, mm-hmm. only for him to perish by Godzilla's <laughs> hand in the very next scene. Yeah. <laughs> It's very much like the Zillions in that regard, where they just refuse to give up even when there's a better option. I think that's really it. Honda always makes his aliens more sympathetic, but he he doesn't cast judgment on them for doing what they're doing to survive. It's more how they're doing it, where they're using it instead of peacefully integrating with humanity or asking for refuge. They come to pretty much conquer. Yeah. Rather than anything else. Also, there, I feel like there's a nice sense of cohesion with how they were represented in the last one. You know, Mechanism yeah. being being competent, of course, and much more serious, which is cool because yeah. I guess you know Honda was taking over back. You know, he didn't he didn't write those aliens, right? He didn't do anything with those ones, right? For Mechagodzilla. Yeah. No. So, no, it, that was all. Yeah, yeah. So it was interesting, you know, seeing him take those characters and still making them mesh really well with them. So the sense of cohesion. With the way they're written yeah. by two different people. And I like how he yeah. adds his own flair to them. Same. I definitely agree. Like, it's, they're definitely more of that Honda-style alien, but they still feel very much like the monkeys we were introduced <laughs> to last time. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I like that. And on regards to the main two characters, like, even though I feel like Ichi, Ichi Nose and um uh shoot what's the i can't even remember the interpol a- agent's name uh i i have it here uh jiro uh, koshi thank you ton saving my ass as always <laughs> <laughs> um i feel like even though they're dull i feel like I- ichinose in particular has a very plot important role where i feel like he's almost the movie's somatic spokesperson for what's trying to say mm-hmm. and i think that's really seen in particular with his final dialogue scene with katsura where he tells her that she's human despite everything else it's a very nice mirroring of earlier in the film where she's told by the by the black hole aliens um that she's not human anymore mm-hmm Definitely. It's and a very strong scene, mm-hmm. too. <laughs> Everything with Katsura it's, is mm-hmm. probably really from the best stuff from this movie. Yeah, it, it's all incredibly well acted, and I think that's a good lead into what you saw of Katsura, because I think she's one of the most interesting female Godzilla characters, and in my opinion, Godzilla characters as a whole. Yeah. If, <laughs> if you guys had any thoughts on Katsura. Oh, oh go ahead, Chris. 
Oh, I was going to say pretty much the same thing I was just saying. Yeah. Uh, she's definitely what makes me feel like, oh, yeah, this is a Honda movie. <laughs> Having a much yeah. more complex character with a backstory that's tragic. Mm-hmm. You know, everything about her is very tragic up until, you know, the last yeah. few moments of her life. Where she's like, oh, yeah, I'm in control of Mechagodzilla. Like, you have, you have to kill me if you want to stop any of this. Mm-hmm. It's very sad. It is. really good. <laughs> it is. It's probably one of the first Godzilla movies with a female character. Kind of feels like the main character. You know, like, you know, she's not like the hero of the story. Um, Katsura is just, the plot very much centers around her and the people around her and her relationships yeah. and stuff. I definitely agree. Like, I feel like this movie is mainly about her and Dr. Mifune. It's like I told you, Crash. It kind of reminds me of Astro Monster in the sense where the monsters take a back seat, almost, yeah, in this film. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's probably why you know, I like it, too. I love my monsters. But, like, if you have a really good human character, that just makes it all come yeah. together really well. I think that's also a good way to segue to Mifune, who's kind of the, mm-hmm. well, kind of the main bad guy in a way i don't know it's yeah. one of the first times it's the first time i guess where the one of the human characters yeah. are working with the villains i'm pretty sure that in terms of Godzilla, this is the first time you have a human working with the aliens purposefully mm-hmm. yeah it was <laughs> even after he finds out like oh you're all aliens it's like okay i don't care <laughs> it's yeah. like, fuck those guys i hate them i hate the humans so <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah just everything you know he his story was that um he was got ridiculed and like demeaned yeah. by everybody for his findings, even though he was right. Yeah. So he's like, man, fuck this. He's kind of petty, but he's really, he's really yeah. interesting. <laughs> <laughs> he he is because Doctor Mifune, I feel like, is pretty much an embodiment of what Honda considered to be bad in science, in a way, mm-hmm. where he's very arrogant and he's very self-centered. Definitely. In, in a way. Like, as sympathetic as he is, at the other point, Mafune is willing to let everyone die just for the sake of his own ego, pretty much. Especially once he gets told that he'll, that he'll get, like, a mansion and stuff in, in New Tokyo. Where even as bad as he feels about having Katsura be used as basically a computer for Mechagodzilla, he still lets them do it. Yeah. And he still actively engages with it. He doesn't help. He's very much. Oh, sorry. Say, even Katsuru was like, "Damn, I guess we'll cause the destruction, just like all those monsters before." And she was like, "Yeah, Ikidora, which uh, Rodan. Rodan and fucking Snake Dude." <laughs> Man, the... Oh yeah. Also, where was that footage from again? Was that from? Just Straw Monsters. Monsters. I was say. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess it's just stock footage, but it's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. Technically, it's a continuity error, but. I don't mind it too much. I, I was just noticing the first one. I was like, damn, that's Snake. What movie was he from? I was like, oh, yeah, Destroy <laughs> Monsters. But, yeah, so even when she tells him mm-hmm. that, he's just like, yeah, I don't care. It's, it's worth it. I hate these people for what they've done to me. Yeah. And kind of say I really like that scene because it's a nice bit of organic continuity where it doesn't feel forced, and it makes a really interesting point about the impact these monsters have left on this universe. Mm-hmm. And I really like it from, from a world-building on my point point of view mm-hmm. oh oh and oh and tom before i say my other points about mifune do you have any thoughts on him uh yeah he's a really interesting and fleshed out um uh, he almost feels like kind of an anti-serizawa 
Okay, because I was about to say that. He feels very much like a like a mirror image of Sarazawa, but in a very dark way. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be weird if his like the Sarazawa actor played him too? They'd be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really why it's so fitting that Sarazawa's actor is back for him. Mm-hmm. Anyways, continue, Tun, sorry. Yeah, um, so he's very much like where Sarazawa was a kind of like a humble scientist who discovered something terrible and then tried to bury it. Um, mm-hmm. Mafune is very proud and boastful about his achievements, and that's what led to him getting exposed from um, yeah. college. And then he just kind of, like you say, he comes very hung- power hungry and resentful over it to the point that he's willing mm-hmm. to work with like killer aliens. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of interesting how just like, whereas in the Gojira, um, um, Sarazawa is very much aware that his creation is monstrous and is like, this should never mm-hmm. be used. In terror, it's other people who are like, hey, controlling animals against their will is kind of messed up. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's that idea of ultimate power that Honda always felt uneasy about with science, where he agreed that science could be used for good but also for evil. And I think Mafune is that ultimate example of, unfortunately, something being used for evil because of human ego. Where Mafune, because I think this might have been from the dub or something, but I feel like there's a common misconception that Mafune was kicked out for for knowing a dinosaur. We're like, wait, that doesn't make sense. Godzilla exists in this universe. Wouldn't he be accepted? But no, um, uh, upon this rewatch, I realized he got kicked out because he wanted to fucking mind control dinosaurs. <laughs> which, I mean, is really wild and fucking crazy. Not to mention, just in general, his idea of using animals for a human... For, for basically human desires. And to make a tie, and I'm not sure if Honda intended this for sure, but just from my knowledge of Buddhism, there's a very high respect for nature in Buddhism as a religion. And Honda was the son of, I believe, a Buddhist priest. And I feel like that disrespect for nature you see from Mifune and wanting to control it and like they say about how the about how the Tannosaurus is a peaceful animal, and it's and it's solely from Mafune that the Tannosaurus is violent and aggressive in the movie. It's almost Mafune being sacrilegious or almost con- con- committing blasphemy by what he's doing with nature for his own goals. That, Especially, that oh, it's gone. Well. Oh, yeah, that mm-hmm. definitely tie very, very well in with the theme of it. Yeah. And I guess that's a um uh way before I before I move on. Do you guys have any thoughts on that, or I'll move on to the other scene? I feel like in the movie. Um, no. <laughs> Crash like I'm. No, no. I'm just anyways. Ton. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm. I'm just. I'm just getting your neck. Sorry, Ton. Uh, yeah. I think. I think you covered it. Yeah. And I feel like the other big point in this movie, obviously is the measure of what it means to be human and what is humanity. Mm-hmm. I because and I feel like that's the theme of the movie, especially with Katsura. Yeah. Because as we find out and crash, I'm really glad I, I you were curious about what Katsura was. It made the reveal really cool. <laughs> um Katsura is a cyborg now because she was electrocuted and saved by the black hole aliens who made her into a cyborg. Mm-hmm. 
and the black hole aliens consider her no longer human because of it. They say that her heart is cold, that she's a machine at this point, pretty much. And then, of course, you have Ichinose saying that, no, she's just as human as everyone. Mm-hmm. That was a really nice scene. But yeah, definitely. And, mm-hmm. It's kind of like a redemption for her in the end. You know, when she thinks yeah. for herself and is like, no, like, I'm not going to do what you guys want me to do. Like, I'm tired yeah. of this. And she's like, you know, I want you guys to destroy me. That's when he's like, okay. that's when he really, like, yeah, like, you are here. Mm-hmm. I don't care what's underneath that. Yeah. It's basically her affirmation of her own humanity and that she is alive. She's not a machine. She still is a human being despite all. It's just that, unfortunately, the way she proves it is by death. It's very similar to what you saw with Astro Monster when I'm a. Uh, oh, shoot. What's her name? I know you're talking. Uh, the, the girl. Glenn. Glenn. Yeah, Glenn's fiance. Who was part of the Zillions. All the clones. Yeah, when she when she let herself be killed to save Glenn, and that was her way of proving her individuality and that she was not just a clone who followed the orders of a computer. It all comes back to Astro Monster. Yes, <laughs> in the end, because there's a lot of similarities here, and I think that's why this movie's so good. Because Astro Monster's so good. So if you remix that in a really fascinating way, I think you get that. Anyways, Ton, do you have any thoughts on the human? on um, what it means to be human part of Terminator Godzilla. Yeah, I think um, it's kind of interesting, you know, um, how just the idea of exploring the integration of the human body and technology has just been a thing in fiction for just the longest time. Um, mm-hmm. To the point it's almost kind of a pulpy trope, but it doesn't feel yeah. pulpy because it still comes up so often. So it's like, you have Katsura, who's um, a cyborg, so she's not, she's almost kind of like a human counterpart to Mechagodzilla, but whereas Mechagodzilla is just a weapon that's obsessed with destruction and doesn't Mm -hmm. have a mind of its own, Katsura's a person who has a mind of her own. So in a way, Katsura, she's kind of like a a counterpart to both the monsters in this movie. She's a machine like mm-hmm. Mechagodzilla, but she's also being controlled like Titanosaurus. Mm-hmm. And but unlike both of them, she escapes control and yeah. takes her own I guess takes control of her her own destiny in a way. Mm-hmm. Which is just it's it's I always love when fiction kinda of just explores Oh, thematic topics like that, like stuff like yeah. Ghost in the Shell or Blade Runner and whatnot. Just I, I, I'm always fond of plots about mm-hmm. robotics, technology. So it really it's it's definitely a really interesting point that Terminator Godzilla has, because I think in a way it's almost also asking, is there a time when death is your dignity in in a sense? Because I feel like as tragic as it is, especially for Ichinose, who generally came to love Katsura, he loses her, but in in that sense, though, she gets, she retains her dignity by making her choice. No one makes it for her. She kills herself for the greater good. And I guess it's that, it's that very um, uh, hot topic of, is there a time where there's ethical 
suicide, I guess, is the most blunt way to put it. Yeah. Because that's pretty much what it is. She commits um, a suicide for the greater good. Mm-hmm. And to and to get her own um, uh, soul back, in a sense. Which, by the way, I, I'm pretty sure the same actress played Ketsuru in, in the flashback scenes. And she does a very good job of showing the difference between Cyborg Katsura and Human Katsura. Yeah. Human, human Katsura has pigtails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and funny enough, this was actually... The suicide scene was cut from the American dub version of Terror Godzilla. Really? Yeah, so because it was considered too graphic. I don't know how they work around that plot. It's been ages since I've seen the dub. Because it's such a significant plot moment. I know. Mm-hmm. That's weird. They also cut the scene with the nudity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> it And that is probably the most adult scene in a Godzilla movie. Even if it's not, like, real um, breasts, it's just a model they made. <laughs> yeah, That's I was kind of surprised. That scene got cut as well. As not surprised. Does it, did it just like cut to like her head or whatever? Where it's not focused? Probably. I don't know. Yeah. I just hope she was a robot somehow. But yeah. Yeah. I feel like they'll mm-hmm. do well to like the new monster in this movie. We mentioned it a bunch. Yeah. But fucking. Titanosaurus. Titanosaurus. <laughs> Who shares the name with a group of sauropods, even though he's not a sauropod at all. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> he is more like a Spinosaurus now, but I don't think that was on purpose. <laughs> um, Crash, I know you love Titanosaurus, so what did you think of him? Loved Titus. No, um, he's okay. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I felt he didn't really grab me as much. It's not like his design is bad, but I feel like he doesn't mm-hmm. stick out to me like like the monsters I really like do, for better or worse. He's <laughs> just, I don't know. Maybe it's because we already have Godzilla and dinosaurs. It's just kind of like another dinosaur i'm just like i don't know but he's, he's, he's you can't have you, you can't have too many one, dinosaurs crash dinosaur. <laughs> but we already have multiples we have angiris and baradon we've already reached our limit now three's three's enough and gorosaurus yeah, yeah see <laughs> gorosaurus <laughs> the, best, the best godzilla monster uh but i don't know he he didn't really grab me it's not like i hate design mm-hmm. but i just find him kind of okay but he was cool that's fine he, he fought monsters and died <laughs> I'll be even when he turned good again. <laughs> Poor bastard. <Yeah. laughs> oh, Ton, what did you think of Titanosaurus? So, Titanosaurus, uh, <laughs> no, but, um, it's serious. It's like, he's always been kind of confusing to me because, like Faye mentioned, there's a, there's actual dinosaurs called Titanosaurus. So I learned there was a Godzilla monster called Titanosaurus. So I was like, oh, yes, finally. The sword pod kaiju. And then you see this, <laughs> you see this guy. It's just like, uh, I guess. Um, <laughs> I mean, the design is interesting. I do like the idea of how he's kind of set up as like an anti-Godzilla. Yeah, I do like this. how he ties back to like, you know, another dinosaur hidden beneath the sea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He has an interesting setup. And... I do like the idea of his design mm-hmm. being like an aquatic um, dinosaur, especially since um, this year it was discovered that um, 
Spinosaurus one, that dinosaurs he looks like, actually had a kind of oh, big paddle-like tail like Titanosaurus does, which is cool. Kind of yeah. How fiction, science sometimes crosses over like that. But, um, that, that's me being nerdy. <laughs> but as, like, a creature, uh, he's alright. <laughs> like, uh, um, I like a lot of kaiju in this era. He doesn't really have too many special powers. He does a lot of physical stuff, and, um, yeah, his most, like, move, I guess, is when he can use his tail fin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he uses his tail fin to make hurricane winds, which is cool, but it's like Rodan is probably, like, trying to sue right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I, I like, like with all these show kaiju, Titanosaurus is interesting, but this is probably the first time where it's been like, yeah, I can kind of see why he hasn't shown up too much. <laughs> yeah. He hasn't shown up since this movie, unfortunately. Because I'm gonna break and be nice to be nice to that and say, you guys are, are fucking mean to him. He is super cool. He's, a, he's an orange and red dinosaur. He sounds like a fucking dying donkey. Even more than Minya. And he's just super cool. He bite, he kicks Godzilla like 50 meters away. He's afraid of anything. <laughs> yeah, his tail, his tail fin can make hurricane force winds. He's just cool. I like him. You guys are too mean to him. <laughs> did he show up in the, and, in the Godzilla and, fighting game? Yeah, he did actually. He showed he showed up in in the one for the week. Oh, you've indicated. I was going to say if he didn't, I would say what does that say about him? But he did show up, <laughs> so whatever. <laughs> I'm just saying. saying. Mm-hmm. Also, oh, a fun fact. Oh, sorry. Go on. No, I was, no, I was just doing it like if I had to choose, mm-hmm. um, Titanosaurus or Megalon, I'd probably go with Megalon. <laughs> okay, okay, that's going too far. <laughs> At least Titanosaurus was cool in his movie. Megalon does like fucking like jumps like a kangaroo. <laughs> that's what makes him super freaking epic. Like I, and I, it... I, I blame the the movie, not the monster. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm case, messing around. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, fun fact though. Originally, Titanosaurus was going to be the combined form of two different monsters, but because of budget reasons, they, they had so to cut it. Budget. That would have been cool to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what was like the concept? It, what what combos of of which monsters? Original one. It was going to be yeah. It was going to be um. Let me find them. Hmm. Oh, and shoot, they would combine to the Titanosaurus design. Yeah. Hmm. Trying to think what you can. Cra- um, uh, because it could crash. The way you're saying it, though, is driving me crazy. Titanosaurus. Ti- well, how do you say Titanosaurus? Titanosaurus. 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 Crash! Titanosaurus. There you go, you got it. Titanosaurus. <laughs> also, okay. I kind of got like a seahorse vibe from him. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just the way he's like structured. I guess I guess I guess you can see it. Um. Uh, okay. They were gonna be plesiosaurs. Plesiosaurs. Ooh, that would have been cool. Though those aren't dinosaurs technically, but I get yeah. it. That would have been a cool concept. Interesting. Oh, I guess to um, for anyone mm-hmm. not to know, plesiosaurs is like a lockless monster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. kind of thing. Long neck, four flippers. 
Mm-hmm. Which I think is, is a good lead-in to what the, what you guys felt they have, about they, Mech- they have oh. to combine to Go fight on. Godzilla, otherwise you're just fucking stuck in the ocean. <laughs> um, uh, what you guys, how did you guys feel about Mechagods on this movie? Um, Longo Crush? <laughs> yeah, I fucking love Mechagodzilla. Uh, <laughs> one thing I was really happy with was he didn't suffer from Gigan Syndrome. And that they yeah. didn't nerf him in this movie. When he fights Godzilla, yeah. you know, Godzilla's like, bruh, fucking again, I just killed you. And then he gets his ass kicked by Mecha Godzilla, which is mm-hmm. awesome. Because Mecha Godzilla's freaking cool. And I, I love the fact that, you know, he's he's got all his arsenal still. He puts up a hell of yeah. a fight. And, like, unlike last time, Godzilla doesn't have King Caesar or any of his friends to help him out. Yeah. <laughs> so he gets he's fighting he's alone. pretty pummeled by, you know, 2v1. <laughs> it's pretty epic, I gotta say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, I, I do like how Mech does, Godzilla is like, he's a monster that doesn't really fight of his own volition. You know, he's completely controlled, yeah. mechanical. So like, it's just cool. We, we, mm-hmm. Oh, let's get to it's just cool to see. And also, we got to see the inside mm-hmm. of Mech Godzilla for the first yes, time. Yes, I, I was going to say, we see that we see that he's entirely mechanical. Yeah, it's really cool. You know, they go in, they have a little like mm-hmm. control room in there. Yeah. And I, I just like his whole vibe. More deal. Getting to see more Same. of him is cool. <laughs> I also feel like he has this sense... I think it's because it's Honda directing it, but he has this almost more sense of quiet menace to him yeah. than he did it. They did it in the first Mechagodzilla movie, where he's a lot more like showy and like 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 overt mm. and being evil. He has this more like quiet, sinister menace to him Definitely. in this one, which I think is interesting. For sure. I I also really love the bit where Godzilla goes to the fiend like last time by ripping off his head, and then there's the fucking brain. There. <laughs> he rips off the head. He's like, what? He just fucking throws the head away and tries to, to fight him. Yeah. It, it shows how, you know, that's even better. Like, they, in fact, they kind of buffed him. It's like, oh, yeah, you can't rip our head off this time. We have a backup. Yeah. Because it shows that, like, you can't approach Mercury Godzilla the same way you approach most monsters. Like, he's got so many tricks mm-hmm. as a part of him. I guess that's, that's part of why I really like him so much. So I think they did him really justice in this movie. So, Ton, what did you think of Godzilla this time around? Yeah, this is probably one of my favorite Mecha guys a little comeback, not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, you know, on paper, we kind of look at the last two movies, it's like Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla, and it's like Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla again. Okay. <laughs> but, like, it, Honda really makes Mecha Godzilla's comeback feel menacing. Like, I, I love the mm-hmm. shots of, like, yeah. the black hole aliens repairing them. You see all the damage from the last movie. It, like, it kind of, like, faces, like, Mechagodzilla has this quiet menace to him. Like, it, it almost feels like Mechagodzilla's, like, out for revenge. Yeah. And just, I, I love some of the shots in this movie where you got, like, Titanosaurus and Mechagodzilla teaming up. Just menacing yeah. Godzilla. Um, just to show Mechagodzilla's... Uh, I'll see how I feel when we go back to Heisei and Millennium, but this is definitely r- a really good showing for Mechagodzilla. It definitely is. I like how scary also, is. Uh, oh, so, how scary is, like, even when he's, like, not activated, mm-hmm. just chilling there. Like, the yeah. Movie. It's just scary. Just looking at him, he's massive, he's got that creepy smile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's always menacing, even when he's not even, like, repaired. I also like how at the beginning, yeah. you know, they're trying to find the ruins of Mechagodzilla. They were quick, they scooped that up. Just so they can fix yeah. it right back up. I also something which I really think is is nice. I feel like 
the effects budget, even though it was still lower than the 60s stuff, <clears throat> I feel like they use it a lot better in this one than we've had in a bit. Because I, I, I like going back to having cities get destroyed. Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> I, the, that might make me sound like a bit of a chod, but after we haven't gotten it since, like, um, uh, Godzilla vs. Gigan was the last time we had a city get destroyed. Wow. So it's been a few movies. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's part of the classic Godzilla experience. He wants to see some buildings yeah. get fucking destroyed. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, go on, son. Yeah, it's kind of been missing the last few movies. A lot of Godzilla and Co. in the middle of nowhere, duking it out background was... Mm-hmm. Wilderness, I guess. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's back here, and it's just you know, Honda is really good at cinematography, and like, mm-hmm. sh- sure, you pro- no one's probably gonna go out of their way to praise Mech- Terror of Mechagodzilla like they would Gojira, but a lot of classic film techniques come back here. You have mm-hmm. the JSDF fighting, um, yep. t- Titanosaurs. You have the shots of like. Titanosaurus Medicine, the city, which is all mm-hmm. those classic effects that were just so good in Gojira, are just back here and they mm-hmm. look really good and more modern. Yeah. Despite having like a smaller budget. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's just a very visually pleasing movie. I also really like having the SDF help Godzilla. I think it's a nice full circle. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me how in um, King of the Monsters. The one Godzilla movie I will suppose is Crash the Scene already. <laughs> when like they come in and are like, This time we're joining the fight. <laughs> like yeah. they don't have a scene where they say that, but you kinda get mm-hmm. that feeling. Yeah, because it's like Godzilla is definitely now at this point in, in this continuity fully on the side of, of humanity. And and I, and I and I dig it. It's a nice character arc for him overall. Yeah. <laughs> also, on Mecha Godzilla Mechagodzilla is the only Godzilla monster, besides for King Ghidorah, to have a movie where he fights Godzilla back-to-back. He just stays winning. Yeah. <laughs> Though Matra also has a back-to-back streak, but she was helping Godzilla and Ghidorah. That's true. So it's different. I hope we see more of Matra in the next era. You will, you will. And, and also Rodan helped Godzilla back-to-back as well. Oh, yeah, that's true. But in terms of being the main opponent <laughs> I, of a film, I, I mentioned, it's only... Oh, mm-hmm. sorry, no, yeah, you're right. Only Ghidorah and... That's Mechagodzilla. Wow. But go on. I was going to say, um, Godzilla's friends are kind of fake. They don't really help him out them. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Gears, I think, still got the shit beat out of him for the last time where, where Mechagodzilla <laughs> broke his jaw. Still preparing, so. Where's Rodan? Uh, Rodan's just uh, chilling somewhere. I don't know. I KOTM reference. Yes. May that may that anger skeleton KOTM is just show anger. Just went underwater and died. Poor bastard. Oh my god. Oh, what was I going to say? Oh god, poor Angiris. Oh. Um, so all those oh. various monsters from destroying the monsters, they showed up for four seconds and then never again. What I mean, though, in fairness, continuity-wise, that's in 1999. That's true. They show the, the far future of 1999. Yeah. 
I love that. I love I, I love how things used to do that. Just like far future, nineteen ninety nine. Um. Oh, but speaking of the, I, I did want to point out something. Um, ton as as me and you are both Gundam fans. Yep. The the Japanese title for this was Mecha Godzilla's Counterattack. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. So I kind of wonder if Tomino took inspiration from that for Char's Counterattack. I, I, I don't know how common that title is in Japan, but it's a really funny coincidence. Yeah, that is a funny coincidence. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. Go on. I, I don't know about Tomino himself, but a lot of Japanese creator, anime creators tend to be the nerdy types. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really fun. Um, and I guess that leads into some, uh, I guess that's a good lead into, to this being the final show of film. Pretty much, this film came out, and, uh, it bombed. It bombed hard. This one? It was, yeah, this was, this is the worst performing Godzilla movie ever, I believe. Without, without, without being adjusted. Wow, that's probably why it's the end of this era. Yeah, that's why, yeah. Toho saw that was like, okay, we can't keep doing this. No more. This was also during like the rut of of, of Japanese cinemas in terms of, in terms of their profits, and it spelled the end of Godzilla for a bit until 1984 when we get the return to form. That is, Return of Godzilla. But yeah, and I guess that's a good question. Also, how did you guys feel about Godzilla in in his final appearance in this era? About Godzilla specifically as a character. Do you want to go, Ten? Uh, sure. Um, for Godzilla's last, you know, kind of, um, going outing, it's kind of interesting mm-hmm. how th- he's not really a big part of this movie. Yeah. He doesn't show up until, like, halfway through, or, like, at least towards the end. But I have to say, I absolutely love his entrance. Same. That was a really just, hype entrance. It was. When he just shows up mid Titanosaurus rampage and blasts with atomic breath and yeah. charges in to save the kids. It's like, you know, when you say hero Godzilla, that's the mm-hmm. kind of Godzilla you remember in your mind. One that Definitely. shows up, wrecks, kicks blood, saves the day. It was just, um, I think, mm-hmm. and the new suit actor. You know, it makes guys a little speedy, a little more like, yeah. um, um, fast and um, how, oh my god, I'm <laughs> It's not like I'm a Haruo Haru Nakajima would do it. Yeah, like, it's not Haruo uh, Nakajima style, but it's very fitting mm-hmm. to, you know, this era of mm-hmm. Go- Goji. Yeah, um, uh, this Godzilla was played by um, uh, by by Toru Kawai, who, funny enough, was his suit actor for the for Zone Fighter, which was that um, uh, Ultraman knockoff that was part of this universe. I told you guys about <laughs> where Guy Gan died. He played Godzilla in that. So it's and he, and I think he does a really good job as Godzilla. Mm-hmm. I like what he did here. Funny enough, he also played Gamera, which is interesting. <laughs> 
But yeah, I definitely agree. That entrance is so cool when he blasts his atomic breath. That is one of my favorite Godzilla entrances. And because this is the podcast where we reference King of the Monsters every episode, he also, this that entrance also is definitely an inspiration for the scene where Godzilla blasts King Ghidorah <laughs> in King of the Monsters. And it really works because it's just such a cool entrance for him. It really establishes his power. And also, like, his, his just his presence. Like, go on, Crash? I was going to say, yeah, this one, Godzilla's just... He's just, you know, a hero by this point. He's cool. He shows yeah. up. He knows when shit's going down. He's got to take care of it. <laughs> so he shows up yeah. to the mainland and fights some monsters. And his intro, the lighting, it's just so cool. And I really it like is. this design, so it's a really great way to end it. <laughs> yeah. I also really love... The POV shots of him beating the shit out of Titanosaurus. <laughs> POV, Godzilla punches you in the face. I love any POV. <laughs> it's just really fun. And I think this movie has a good balance of that serious, somber tone for the human plot, but this very fun vibe with the monsters. It's a very good mix. It's very much like Astro Monster, again, to bring it up. <laughs> I also feel like this movie has an almost um, crash. I don't think you've seen any horror films from Hammer Studios, right? Uh, what's one they have made? Um, they they did the seventies and eighties Dracula and Frankenstein films with Christopher with Christopher Lee. Oh yeah, I've seen that one. Oh oh, you have seen them? It has it has that vibe a lot to me, and I'm not sure if you guys would agree. Uh, wait, Godzilla or like the movie in general? Um, uh, for, for this movie specifically, for Terminator Godzilla. Um, yeah, I'd kind of say that, especially in some scenes. Yeah, it has like that, that almost like gothic Godzilla's horror intro. feeling. Yeah. And, it, and also really, like, the setting of the mad scientist's house, per se. It has a very Castle Frankenstein kind of vibe to it, I feel like. Yeah, I think it's all in the lighting. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a very melancholic, yeah. sad feeling. <laughs> Which fits well with, like, all, everything mm-hmm. in this movie, pretty much. Yeah. Ton, would you agree? Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> I also, I'm really glad that for this final movie, they got Shiro Honda and Akira Fukube back. Because even though, unfortunately, Eiji Shibari had, been, had passed away for a few years at this point, it definitely makes it feel like a finale by having the people who really started off come back for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like in like just the OG, well, most of like the original crew bag. Mm-hmm. Just makes it feel and, much more mm-hmm. like full circle. And of course like you mentioned Sarazal coming back as Mifune. Mm-hmm. So we have an original cast member back as well, which really helps with that as well. Definitely. It's it's cool. Alright, um Ton. Yep. What are your closing thoughts on Terror entire on Terror Mechagazola? Alright, final thoughts. Terra Mechagodzilla is a really strong finale um, for the Showa era. It's very somber, but, you know, if you want a Showa era movie that's a little closer to kind of like that classic um, Gojira style while still having kind of fun elements from the later stuff, this is one you're really going to enjoy. I highly recommend it. And, um, it's very nice to see Kai uh, Honda's last hurrah in this franchise before um, the newer era. 
Crash, what would be your um uh, closing thoughts on Termic Godzilla? Um, I really like what this movie is all about. I love seeing more Mecha Godzilla, but also I just love that tonal just kind of shift back mm-hmm. to like the original Gojira, and just everything mm-hmm. Honda brings back to this movie just makes it feel kind of classic in a way. <laughs> yeah, I, I just it love definitely. It. Oh, sorry, go no, on. Sorry, you, no, you're right. Like it just. It just brings mm-hmm. that classic vibe back, which is really nice. We'll also yeah. mixing in a lot of like stuff in the newer ones, you know, with the unique monsters and kind of the crazy scenarios, yeah. and it yeah. creates a really fun and good Godzilla movie. So I really like this one. Yeah. Like I said, this is one of my top ten favorite Godzilla films of all time. It's such a great movie. I feel like it, it mixes fun monster stuff and the new vibe the sendies have brought with the crazy plots and more of a focus on aliens while also keeping that sense of humanity and deep seams that Hanzo always brings with his ventures in the franchise. It's a very nice, fitting, but melancholic farewell to this era as a whole. And I think, in a way, it's almost a marriage of the 50s, 60s, and 70s eras of the Showa, um, uh, basically grouping the films in a really effective way. And I'm really, really glad that even if unfortunately it bombed at its time, it's getting a it's getting a very big reevaluation, and it's definitely a lot of people's favorite Godzilla film, which is very fitting in my opinion. It's I think it's also in my personal opinion the best venture for Mechagodzilla we get. I'd I'd agree it was a really good one. I haven't seen the other ones though, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> It's coming. All right, everyone. Thank you for joining us for this entire ride with the Showa era. Next time, we will be giving our conclusive thoughts on the Showa era as a whole, including our favorite moments and least favorite moments. <laughs> oh, so be ready for that. And after that, we will be progressing to Return of Godzilla, the beginning of a new era for Godzilla, starting in 1984, with a much more of a return to form with Gojira's tone, style, and general energy. Crash, I'm really excited for you to see what that's about. Me too. I'm excited to get into a whole new style for Godzilla. It's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. <laughs> and I guess to leave off for the last time, Crash, where does Terramika Godzilla rank in your overall show rankings? Um, so of the 15 movies, I have it placed at number 7. What's in my top 10 shows? Very nice. <laughs> All right, everyone, thank you for listening, and have a good night. And next time, we'll be in the 80s.